What is up, all you wild and crazy gangsters out there in RS land? It is your boy, Drew Wheeler, the Deputy Commissioner of the Real Manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, here for the Real Shit Baseball Podcast. And with me, as always, is my comrade, my cohort, my compatriot, my co-host, if you will. It's Mr. Tyler Jackson. Tyler, what's up? What's up, dude? Uh, not very much. Uh, watching some uh, Angels and Athletics right now. And uh, saw some. I saw a particular at bat that I very much enjoyed just a moment ago. Mm, did Mike Trout? Did he? Did he do something? Uh, you you know very well about my uh, my uh, my uh, theory uh, sensitivity to not talking about things that happen well for me because then they'll stop happening. But yeah, uh, you can go look what happened on uh, Monday, August tenth, and you can tell me later on. But. Buddy, it's uh, it's been an interesting week in the Real Shit Baseball League, and we've got lots to talk about. We do. Lots to talk. We, we got lots to talk about. And we've got a we've got a new segment coming later tonight. We do. I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm excited too, man. I know I texted you earlier that I'm actually really stoked. I think we've got some good stuff. Uh, a little sneak preview. It's called Best of the Rest. But until we do that, Tyler, I'm going to give you a, a very a very good honor here. I'm going to let you say what's coming. What comes uh, right now? Is it top first? It is top first. You're right. Oh, and you did so good. Thank you. We have uh, we have three trades to talk about, and um, I guess we'll dive right in. So trade number 80 overall this season. That's kind of crazy, man. It is. The Red Sox and Tigers. Red Sox is going to be pulling in Michael Conforto, one year, $18. Prospect, Jonathan India, still on his prospect deal with $1 and $11 cap space. Tigers taking back three young pitchers. Chris Bubich, James Karinchak, Matt Strom. Bubich, two years, $1. Karinchak, one six. Strom, one one. And uh, Big Jack Deddy, uh, we all know that Matthew Stonewall, the Tigers GM, has been looking everywhere for some controllable starting pitching. And at the cost of Michael Conforto and Jonathan India, I would say he found it. I would say he did too. Um Interestingly enough, though, I do think that the uh, most important player in this that will pay dividends long term for Matt is uh, James Karinchak. I agree. Karinchak? I, I, I like Karinchak. I like Karinchak, too, because of our society. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because of our society. Yeah, Karen. Yeah, what's up, Karen? Yeah, he's he's a real Karen. Yeah, he's very stingy. Like he Karen. he very, he is because he allows nothing except for strikeouts. <laughs> oh, he allows a lot of those too. Uh, Karen Shack's a gentleman that last year I remember picking him up and thinking mm. this is a gentleman that looks like a closer waiting to happen. Yes, uh, I think it was a I mean a pretty popular pickup. I generally don't hear too much in terms of feedback on my pickups. I think, uh, and I mean that that goes with the territory. People aren't going to run to me and be like, "Wow, excellent pickup! I love that guy." because they're going to be pissed they didn't get him. But moreover, I know in the offseason, Alex Anderson was a big fan of Karen Chak, and apparently now Stomball has seen the light and is on the Karen Chak train. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's interesting, though, that for a team who just a few weeks ago was selling off pieces like Nolan Arenado and Starling Marte, Red Sox goes out and trades for Michael Conforto. And uh, I don't have to tell you that this is a team that is pretty sneakily dangerous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. We will certainly get to that. I know we've got much to say about that very important matchup that came in the AL. 
uh, good trade on my end. I think that it's uh, moving some win now pieces for some win later pieces, and I think that uh, Matty got his pitching and Alex Anderson got a dangerous bat. Yep, yeah, I think it was a good trade for both sides. Absolutely, and I don't mean to discount Jonathan India, uh, not at all. I just know that we've got a lot to get to tonight. We're going to try to move along. Um, another trade we had was trade number 81 between the Cubs and Tigers. Uh, Mr. Rodello receives Edwin Diaz one year, $21, and $15 cap space to cap neutralize the deal where he moves out to the Tigers, Sam Hilliard, one year, $6. Uh, so in a roundabout way, Matthew has moved a Diaz and a Conforto with a Jonathan India, who is a young long-term piece. He, he did move, but he takes in six or uh, sorry, six, geez, four pieces under $6 that all could, you know, if things pan out correctly, be potential, uh, send, uh Jesus, cinder blocks, cornerstones of his team. <laughs> I, yeah. Not cinder blocks, cornerstones. Yes, yes. Um, I like to trade. You know, Cubs and Tigers have been making quite a bit of trades recently. I think yeah, people are that's a, people are going to start talking. That's a hot line between Detroit and Chicago. It is, um, and you know that's that's something that uh, we haven't we haven't visited in a long time because it took me literally I think seven or eight hours one Saturday to assemble. But I once uh, went over every trade made in the real shit league over, I think like three and a half seasons and came up with like who had done the most trades. Do you remember that? Oh, I do. It was awesome. It, I, it literally took me seven or eight hours, but I mean, the, the comparisons were so interesting. And I mean, in his limited time, I think Rodello has to have struck the most deals thus far with Maddie and Maddie himself is a very prolific trader. So, yeah. Yeah. But I like the deal. Uh, I like this deal for both sides. Uh, same. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I think Rody thinks uh, after his big win this week that he can make some noise. So getting a closer is always always a good thing. And uh, Sam yeah. Hilliard, he's an interesting interesting $6 bat in that Rockies lineup. Yeah, absolutely. I know you and I actually both have uh, owned Hilliard within the last 12 months. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I like his power potential. I like the fact that he's a big, a big strong bat that plays in Coors Field. But I think the – the driving factor that allowed me to move him to you and then hence to Rodello, hence to Matt, is the fact that he get, he's going to be jerked around. And that's just a, that's a Rockies thing. We've talked about it, you know, I know two weeks in a row now about some Rockies. Um, another thing that I want to point out on the negative side, which I'm already getting off to a negative start just six minutes into the damn podcast, is Edwin Diaz has looked a little shake-tastic over the last two years. But if he can get a little bit of that flavor back, Yes. He could and be something. And it could be a lot of flavor. A lot. Oh, and yes, he's a spicy boy. Whenever he's got the flavor, it's a lot of flavor. You're 100% yeah. wrong. I just, man. Uh, anyway, it could it, high risk, high reward both ways. Somebody's trying to win now. Maddie's stockpiling pieces for the future. I love it. But hey, yeah. your man Rodello, he's got another move. Trade number 82. It came in today. Actually, whenever I was writing these show notes, bro, the Cubs and Rockies. Cubs receives Tyler... Now, okay, I've seen some hot debate this week, Tyler. Is it Maley, Molly? I think it's Molly. I'm going to go with Molly. I've heard Maley, but I hate that. It yeah. is Molly. Yeah, it is Tyler, Molly. Molly, one year, $1, as well as $2 cap space. Rockies receives Ty Buttray, one year, $6. Sergio Romo, one year, $6. So an interesting move in that roadie pulls in Molly, a starter, which, I mean, he has admittedly said he needs, but moves out two guys who are, I mean, 
one certainly in the save mix, one fathomably in the save mix in Butre and Romo. Uh, I think this is, is a goes to show you how important starting pitching is in the league. Yeah, um, kind of stinks for a roadie because I think I saw today where Wade Miley supposed to come back. He is, and right. so I'm 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 thinking that I saw that Miley's rotation spot has been taken away from him. I really don't know why they wouldn't just go six man rotation. I don't either. Well, they got to get Sonny Gray in there every every fifth day. I, I sure. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd rather give Gray another day of rest when you're you know your offense is strong. You know that either Bauer or Castillo is pitching. Yeah. I I just I, this is such a okay. Hashtag unprecedented times. Hashtag uh, we don't know everything, <laughs> but we think we do. Hashtag all these things that people are going to say. Whatever you know. Leave me alone, Jesus Christ. Anyway, <laughs> I like Hashtag. the deal, but I think that it's um, – I think that, like you said, Molly's role is certainly questionable. Mm-hmm. But um, altogether, I do think that Molly has got some good stuff. I think that he's shown – I think you had him a year or two ago, and he, he had several starts in a row that were just really, really great. He did. Yeah, he did. He's always shown flashes. <clears throat> So uh, another thing that I thought was interesting is that uh, a trade that didn't get processed in terms of our numbered trades, but one that went through was a straight trade. So one that doesn't have cap space involved. I mean, obviously it has uh, financial implications, but it's between the Blue Jays and the Giants over the past three days that it processed rather. Uh, The Blue Jays received Teoscar Hernandez one year, $2. Yoshitomo Sitsugo one year, $5. The Giants in exchange, Renato Nunez one year, $7. So, uh, even money there, and uh, Hernandez was kind of on uh, on another level for, for a minute. Uh, Sitsugo hadn't really found his footing yet. Again, could be just because he's with the Rays and because that's a merry-go-round of playing time. But uh, Nunez is a guy who's kind of, I guess he's kind of expanding on showing what he showed last year. Mm-hmm. And he certainly looks to be, I mean, two seasons of doing something, I'm going to believe it a little bit better. But it's unfortunate he's with the Orioles. But, I mean, right now, if uh, – oh, Jesus, I'm going to blank on his name right now on the air, of course. Um, Lord God. Who, who are we talking about? <laughs> Orioles player who's very good, not playing this year, um, uh, had a cancer scare. Oh, Mancini. Mancini. Yes, Trey Mancini. Mancini was absolutely dynamite last year. Uh, Hanser Alberto was beyond serviceable last year. Uh, there's other Orioles this year who are, I mean, absolutely rosterable in this league, let alone 12 team leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that Renato Nunez, he certainly looks less streaky than Hernandez. I think it's an interesting move in that John probably needed that depth, and so he could turn one into two. Yeah. But I think for a Giants team that looks particularly dangerous, it's a good move. Well, I'm going to tell you something kind of surprising that I just looked up. It, uh, like you said, Nunez, is, he's looked good this year, and he's done it for a couple seasons now. Uh, did you know that Renato Nunez is currently ranked the number 24th overall fantasy baseball player? Wow. Um, I did not. Yeah. I did. Um, I know that Hernandez himself was in the top 50 for about the last week and a half, but he probably has slipped since uh, yeah. he's cooled off a little. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you that real quick. But, yeah, yeah sure I, I know he's not I know he's not 24th. I know that. That's fine. Uh, well, when you find that, that's fine. 
hit me with it. Just interrupt me. But um, I know we do have some ads to get to as well. Uh, and there's several, several ads, bro. Um, there are. What, what I did is I just kind of grouped them by team. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I'd planned on, and now you you jump in, uh, we can just talk about one player per team. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, if you know, kind of summarize the others. Okay. Uh, since there are so many, but I'll jump right in. If you get uh, that stat, per na- go ahead. T- yeah, he is the 54th ranked player on Yahoo right now. So, so I mean, guys that are off to a hot, hot start. I mean, yeah. you know. I think, I think it was a good trade. trade. It was a good trade. Yeah, I was. Suko, so, so he he's interesting because you know he he moved over from uh, Japan and I mean he he could. It, it's just hard to get in a groove in the Rays lineup, like you were saying. Uh huh. Yeah. It's it's tough. So he he might show I, something. We'll see. I hope so. Uh, Sugo is a guy that every time I say his name, I say it to the tune of Susudio, like uh, Genesis. You know. What's, is that a is that an old band? Yeah, it's a song. You need to look up Susudio by Genesis after this is over. It may be Phil Collins individually, but whatever. Okay. Yeah, you'll you'd like it. It's kind of it's kind of funky. Okay. Um, anyway, we're gonna move on to some ads. Uh, Braves adds Trevor Rosenthal, who is uh he's sitting on the merry-go-round of saves in Kansas City right now for one year, two dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, I noticed that he got a save. I think it was last week, and I thought about picking him up, but it's just it's just hard with the Royals. Mike Matheny, um, I know him well, and he is. There's a lot of PTSD in that situation for you, I'm sure. It is, yeah. I you know I'm not, not a huge fan, um, but he. He's not the best bullpen manager. Let's just put it that way. I'll just be nice. And uh, his time with the Cardinals showed that. And Rosenthal, that was his boy, though, when he was with the Cardinals. Rosenthal was one of his little boys. Little boys, that sounds bad. Just a boy. (laughs) And (laughs) uh, Oh, God. So, so, um, yeah. Anyways, where where was I going for that? Yeah. Rosenthal, how uh, I think what you were getting at, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but correct me if I'm wrong here. I think the fact of the matter is, is that Matheny is going to trust Rosenthal because he's seen what he can do, and they have that relationship. Whereas putting in a Holland, a a, a uh, um, help me out here, Kennedy, someone else, uh, yeah, yeah, he even gotta, a, someone else got to say Stallman is going to mm-hmm. be, um, it's going to be a little more iffy. Because he knows Rosenthal and he's seen him do it for a lot longer, he knows his repertoire and his, you know, the ons and offs that this man has a lot better. But that being said, I think that that could lend itself to more save opportunities. True, I agree. I couldn't have, couldn't have said it better myself. Well, hey, uh, tell me what you will say about this next team. It's Tampa Bay Rays, who you know very well. Uh, you made two ads this week: Rafael Montero, another guy in a safe situation on a one-year, one-dollar, and Dylan Moore. On a one-year, one-dollar, he's a Swiss Army knife guy. You outbid myself and Mariners on one-dollar bids as well. Sorry about that waiver conundrum I put you in, but uh, tell me about one of those guys and what you see uh, them representing for your team. Well, Rafael Montero paid paid off pretty quickly. Uh, I picked him up um, on Sunday morning, and he got his second save of the season. Right, or was it on Friday and Saturday? Something like that. He got a save. So I yeah. was listening to that game. I think it was Friday night. Yeah. And he came in and got the save. 
because Leclerc is hurt. And I was like, whoa, you know, Rafael Montero, I remember him because oh, yeah. he used to be a big-time pitching prospect with the Mets, and nothing nothing happened. He was one of those guys that just, like, he just kind of was erased off the page and nobody really noticed it, you know? Yep, yep. Um, yeah, but it looks like he's a, kind of found his footing with the Rangers because he's got – Got two saves in two days after coming off the aisle himself. Yeah, yeah, so. and that's it's yeah. It's not only a nice story, but it's one that could be a practical one for you. And that you know the Rangers obviously have a needed closer. Mm-hmm. You know they've got a guy uh, Nick Goody we talked about on the last episode with the Blue Jays now, uh, and you yourself have Montero. I think um, with those two and Jonathan Hernandez, you've got a core of guys that are pretty impressive that you could go to in the late innings. My personal bet though is on Montero. Me too, and it looks to me like if you're going to come off the IL and your first game of the season, you're thrown into the fire like that against the Angels. And if I'm if I'm I'm pretty sure that he struck out two of three, or he struck out the side in the ninth against the Angels that night, and one of them was Trout, and it was impressive. So the uh, <clears throat> the the saying goes, Tyler, the fire reveals what the flesh conceals, and uh, I like that. And that is exactly what happened with Rafael Montero. I think it was a hell of an ad on your part. Uh, air high five coming your way. Thanks. I hit it. Nice. Uh, <laughs> that's what she, I guess that's what he said. Oh, Either yeah. way, um, the Mariners, another AL team, they made two pickups. Austin Nola, one year, one dollar. Tommy Malone, one year, one dollar. Two players that were on my watch list, actually. Who, uh, let's see. Tommy Malone has – the Orioles as a whole have been a huge surprise so far. Haven't they, though? But Haven't Tommy they? Malone has looked really good. Dude, the numbers are there. Mm-hmm. The, the swinging strikes have been there. I think that he's been throwing in the zone a good bit. The mm-hmm. first pitch strike has been nice. I'm all about Tommy Malone right now. And I think Mariner beat me to the punch, if I'm not mistaken, because I, if I'm not mistaken, I had a claim on him, canceled it, and then the next morning woke up and was pissed. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, it's all good, dude. It's all good. I, I have plenty of riches. It's, it'd be, you know, let other people have some things every so often. <laughs> okay. Hey, <laughs> dude, this is a cutthroat league, man. I don't know. It, it <laughs> is. It is. I, but I, have to, I have to be nice or else every, every pickup on this list would uh, consume my heart. So yeah, That's true. But, so, uh, Nola, I think, is another interesting one because uh, I think he actually just got hurt like today or yesterday. But um, Oh, he did. I didn't see that. I'm pretty sure, but he is a catcher, but he also has first and second eligibility, and the, uh, the Mariners were playing him a lot kind of in all three of those positions. So, Tommy could – I'm sorry, Tommy, not Tommy. Uh, Mike could have had here a catcher-eligible player who isn't catching, so you get to have him in the lineup more often at your catcher position, that's something that's really cool. And we've seen that with, like, uh, Counter Falefa. And I think the last couple of years of, like, Joe Maurer's career when he was playing first was some stuff that you could do with Maurer, just yeah. playing at the catcher position. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, and those guys are pretty valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's kind of like playing a starter and a reliever in, like, your uh, your casual Yahoo leagues and crap, you know? Yes. <laughs> you know, those casual crap What, what are those? <laughs> what yeah. are those? Just trash. They're trash. <laughs> nothing nothing at all like the cool shoes on the kids' feet. True. Uh, so, Clay Carver, he made two ads this week as well, um, and two ads that were actually fab. Uh, he added Stephen Brault yesterday on a one-year $3 contract, outbid Yankees $1 bid, 
and he added Joachim Soria from my books uh, on one year. Now he's $2 contract. Actually outbid me on that as well with a $1 bid. Uh, I was looking to re-add Soria to the mix. But Giants is going to get him. He had the higher waivers. So uh, Giants adds two pitchers uh, in the midst of a very, very uh, stressful matchup with the Bravos last week. Yeah. And we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that for sure. Uh, Brault didn't last long in his start, but Soria, I know, is a uh, – I-, I love some Joachim Soria. He's always consistently good. Uh, I He's think been around forever. He has been around forever. There's, uh, you know – what what did I say? Winner, I always like to say winners do what winners do. I mean, sorry, stuck around, so it's got to be partially true. Bro, you are full of the quotes tonight. I, yeah, hey, we're gonna we're gonna have to make some shirts or something. <laughs> uh, so Johnny Blue Jays has made two ads this week, and I know that me and you both are. Uh, I would assume you're liking them as much as I am. Uh, he adds Jake Cronenworth one year one dollar. And Anthony K one year two dollars. Uh, picked up K from Freddie the Braves book. So now he's a two dollar deal. Uh, I love Jake Cronenworth. Yeah, yeah, he's getting that playing time now. So he's looked really good so far. He has. I know coming into this year, uh, in you know January and February, whenever I was looking at my prospect rankings initially for the draft in uh, in June, I liked Cronenworth as a potential last round pick for me. And then noticed, of course, whenever Yahoo system opened that he was potentially going to make the roster, and then uh-huh. did and then kind of fell ass backwards into playing time and is impressed. So, you know, Cronenworth's been on my watch list from day one, and I just never pulled the trigger. So I, I admire John for doing that. Yeah. Um, it's He's playing because Hosmer's hurt, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So uh, Padres, they have a really good offense. Um, you know, Tatis is doing his thing. And um, even people like Will Myers, he's looking good so far this season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Myers looks good. Yeah, so um, could be a could be a one dollar steal, of course. You know, coming from John, that's not surprising. No, those happen every year, and for John Mail to get one would not surprise me in the slightest. Me neither. Of course, we're kind of breezing by Anthony K, who you know has been a fine reliever, hasn't given up a run to my knowledge, and you know is kind of, I think, traditionally even a starter, at least was a prospect starter. So mm-hmm. K could in the future play into that, and. I mean, John Mail needs a young, cheap starter like I need a hole in the head. So, good pickup. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, so, Alex Anderson's been busy this past week. Uh, he has added three guys. Uh, let's see. Matt Foster, one year, one dollar. Outbid Diamondbacks, bid of a dollar. Uh, also added Dan Castano, one year, one dollar. And uh, Carl Edwards Jr., Carl's Jr., one year, one dollar. Um, yeah, I really like the Carl Edwards Jr. pickup by the Jandy man because uh, he's already got uh, Taylor Williams, who yeah. has been getting uh, – he's got a couple saves with the Mariners, but Carl Edwards Jr. came back and he got a save last week now. So he's just kind of holding yeah. the entire Mariners bullpen save uh, committee hostage. So that's, yeah, I like that move. Double dipping in the Mariners bullpen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that too. Uh, things like that are also uh, very beneficial. Like, just for instance, uh, I know that he has Justice Sheffield on his team. Mm-hmm. So let's just let's just look at a scenario, Tyler, where Sheffield goes seven strong innings with maybe two runs, and the Mariners give him some run support. Then we throw to either Williams or C.J. Edwards, and then the other closes the game. 
Alex has now all nine innings worth of work accounted for. Yeah, you know, funny thing is, it kind of happened yesterday. Did it now? It did. Yeah. Or I presume yourself. Yeah, against me. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Was that the exact thing? Yeah, yeah. Sheffield, he threw, I think it was six. Yeah. Six innings, uh, no earned runs against the, you know, first place Rockies. And then Taylor Williams came in and threw. He got the last five, four or five outs of the game and got the save. So, yeah. You know, I actually did not know that or I wouldn't have thrown the salt in the wound so quickly. Um, oh, it's okay, man. It's okay. I'm just burning a little bit. I understand. Uh, I was actually uh, – I spoke from experience because last week uh, we had a, uh, a Brewers game go that way for me where Hauser threw seven strong, kicked it to Phelps for the eighth, and then Hader for the ninth, and I just was ecstatic. I was like, shit, this is exactly why I picked these guys up. <laughs> this worked out perfect. Makes me feel so smart. It makes me feel smart. So speaking of me feeling smart, let's move on to the Phillies pickups. Uh, Drewster added Umberto Mejia, one-year, $1, an N.A. pitcher for the Marlins, and uh, tonight's util batter for the Phillies, Mr. Todd Frazier, one-year, $1. So uh, if you have something to say, feel free, but I'll throw in just a little inside baseball. Frazier was actually my number two waiver last night. I expected to get Dylan Moore, but you swiped him from me. So Frazier was my happy number two. Well, Dylan Moore, I uh, just want to say that I really appreciate y'all letting me have him. Um, I think I saw <laughs> that he went three for four tonight with a home run and like three runs scored and three RBIs. Yeah. So really appreciate that. What, are, bro. what, is, what is going on in Seattle? I don't know. I really don't. I don't know. I like it. Yeah, I, I do like too. It. I do too, especially tonight. Um, but, but real quick, uh, Humberto Mejia. Let's talk about him real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, go ahead. So I actually watched most of his start the other night, and he looked like a guy that had definitely pitched above a ball before. Isn't isn't that insane? It's crazy, yeah. And he – his curveball. Did you watch? Did you watch any of that start? I've, I didn't watch the start, but I went back and saw some video. Yeah, I'm excited for analysis here. Yeah, that curveball is sick, man. It kind of reminded me of a <laughs> maybe not a 100 percent Adam Wainwright kind of curveball back from like you know 2012 or something. Yeah, but it looked good, man. <laughs> it really did. He froze some people, some good hitters, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was oh, very yeah. impressed. So I just I really didn't know what kind of future he had with the Marlins right now, and I know that he got yeah, yeah he got sent down, but he'll probably be back up. So I think I think it was a good move, yeah. and it was a dollar and a guy that can already sh- has shown that he can strike out major league hitters and is not yeah, you know yeah. yeah he he wasn't uh, he didn't bec- he didn't become unhinged by some of the hit the hits that they got and they you know they scored a couple of runs on him and he he just took it like a champ and got back in there and pitched so yeah I think that was a great ad yeah well thank you I appreciate that a lot um those are the things that really stuck with me as well uh you hit the the uh the bulldog mentality the uh the toughness mentally uh, the, and again the fact that he has pitched only at a uh a, a fraction of the level that these players are playing mm-hmm. at and that he looked to be so secure. Um, that's mental toughness, and you really can't teach that. 
And so uh, I do admire that. I appreciate the kind words. Final ad, Tigers picks up an old friend in John Means. His contract is now one year, $7. Means comes back. He's available again. And so I guess Maddie decided, let's bring the old guy back. Let's bring him back in the fold. Yeah, and just one thing about Means. Um, I, have, I have noticed this season that his velocity has actually increased. And, yeah, he's really? throwing about 95 now, and that was not where he was at last year. So as surprising as he was last year for, you know, pitching for the Orioles, you don't expect the Orioles to ever have a good pitcher. Historically, they have not been able to yeah. to coach them up, and their top prospects are not, you know, are never up to par. Dylan Bundy, let's just yes. talk about him real quick. You know, he was supposed to be the next guy, and he never panned out in Baltimore, and now – He's been with the Angels for two and a half weeks, and look at him now. So we've got – I've got some words to say for Mr. Yeah, Bundy yeah, we'll get on. to that, I guess. But, yeah, John Means, uh, he increased velocity, and I think that – I don't think that John Means will be a one-year one wonder. I don't think so. It would certainly be beneficial to not only the Orioles but to Matthew yeah. Starmall if uh, if mm. he wasn't. And I think Meads has got some of those mechanical things that indicate he's not a one-year wonder. Um, and certainly the added velocity will help him in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have a prospect. Just as much as you uh, insinuated last week, Mr. Luis Patino, uh, he's with the Athletics. He has pitched some uh, bullpen in the major league. Uh, if you have a quick review over Patino thus far that would be helpful I actually was lucky enough to be watching the Padres game that night when he got to make his debut and I think it was Jock Peterson somebody like that ended up hitting a home yeah, run off was, of him it was Jock. and yeah but I mean his velocity looked good the movement mm-hmm. on his pitches looked good mm-hmm. and to uh, be making his big league debut, I, I noticed that, you know, he didn't look uh, startled or anything like that. And I think that's that, good. Yeah, you know, this is just – it's just something that you have to get past. Making your big league debut, it's one of the biggest things in those guys' lives that, you know, ever occur. And I think Patino would be just fine. I know that he's also not used to coming out of the bullpen, so that could have been something. That's a good point. Um, you know, really armchair, but this is guys who, you know, anything could. Uh, Tyler, I tell you what, buddy, we've actually got a little uh, I actually just had kind of a notice from Anchor come up that was a little old. Can you still hear me okay? True. Can you hear me? Yeah, uh, can you hear me? Barely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I just there got a go. note from Anchor that was alarming. It said something about our connection poor, so, uh, Okay, uh, really we're going to pound through some and we're going to uh, pasture. Braves drops, Corey can eat one year, one dollar. Uh, Sean drops a Vila, one year, one dollar. Athletic Matt McGill, one year, six dollars. Gonzalez, one year, one dollar. G, uh, so far, but I think picking him up considering he would only get two dollars, right. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't looked good so far. Just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a that's a kind of say what we're trying to say here. But moreover, it's all good. Uh, Tyler, I'm going to let you throw it to Pastor Drew real quick, brother. 
back, we have got a hefty week with some Razor Thurgeons, with some big, big games to match up breakdown. So, so let's take it to pass Drew, my least favorite part of the show. Your least favorite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I was talking about last week. Oh. You said it was your favorite, not your least favorite. This is a this is a staunch drop in terms of range. Yeah, you know, I mean, we have so many good things to talk about on the show, and I just, you know, and I felt like I maybe hurt your feelings last week when I said that, so. No, that's a pasture velocity on his stuff. So. <laughs> he's he's not the shiny new toy anymore. Yeah, exactly. Pre- precisely. Precisely. Hopefully, <laughs> pasture maybe will send him down. He'll get some work on his mechanics. He'll work on his. Uh, yeah. And those. New pitches because I'm <laughs> hey, you know, past Drew, he really needs. I think we need to send him down. I think he needs to go to AAA for a while, work on those mechanics, try to develop some stuff, and work some stuff out. You think that'll help? I mean, I hope so. I mean, he's just been ineffective the last couple of outings. I think that he, the batters are used to what he's given, yeah. Uh, as long as the team will give him a shot, just send him down. Don't, you know, don't DFA him right now. Give him a shot. I agree. I agree. We'll see what happens. Next week is episode 10 overall of this podcast. So, I mean, who knows? There's always uh, maybe some maybe some fireworks coming out for Pastor Drew. We'll just have to see what happens. It'll be the 10th episode, huh? Yeah, man. 10th overall. Hey, we, this sh- is number nine. we should celebrate. Yeah. We, well, should, we, should, uh, we should have a special guest on the podcast next week. You think so? Yeah, I'll work on it. All right. little teaser then. That sounds fun. We'll have to text about that after the show, but a little teaser for you. Next week, we may be having a special guest on for some matchup breakdown, but Tyler, this week we've got week two to talk about, and week two was nucking futz. Man, it was nucking futz, boy. It was nucking futz, boys. So, let's get to some matchup breakdowns. Uh, up first, I think we should talk about the big boy battle of the 10 and 2s. Uh, the Athletics and Astros. Yeah. Athletics comes out on top with an 8-4 victory over the Astros. Athletics, the number one man in the league right now in terms of the rankings, and uh, did so with, excuse me, with a victory over his, uh, according at least to the statistics, his number one competition. He did, and I think that me and you both predicted that this would happen, so hats off to us. Cheers. Cheers to you. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to talk real quick about Athletics' team. So, uh, not surprisingly, his offense carried the load this week. Um, he he hit 10 home runs. He yes. scored 35 runs, and he uh, had 34 runs batted in, and also with three stolen bases. And he won all four of those categories. Um, batting average, he only lost by six one-hundredths of a point, so that was pretty close. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, his team as a whole continues to impress. Uh, they continue to um, hit bombs. They continue to drive in runs. They continue to score runs. And uh, they also stole some bases this week. Um, yeah, it was nice to see. But I think if I had to choose a player that probably uh, carried the most load this last week, um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'll probably have to go with uh, DJ LeMayhew. 
Okay, I love it. Um, um, we all know that uh, <laughs> Paul got DJ on a $1 deal last year. And it continues to maybe, uh, in my heart, be one of the it – just, it just makes me sick because yeah, we all know what DJ LeMahieu can do because he hit like he did when he was in Colorado, even won a batting title. And he, uh, we just weren't real sure what his role with the Yankees would be. And yeah. look at him now. He's awesome. And um, he hit 393 for the week last week. He had an OPS of 933. Uh, he also chipped in a home run, had four runs scored, and three uh, runs batted in. Um, you can't really say enough about uh, Paul's offense as a whole, but uh, DJ, he really struck out. He stuck out for me last week. Um, another player that I could mention real quick would be uh, Nick Castellanos. I know we talked about him last week. We did. That's Surprise. Fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, he only hit 185 last week. He only went five for 27. But three of those five hits were home runs. And so, um, yeah. yeah, he probably uh, single-handedly won Paul the uh, home runs category. That so, is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so real briefly, I know that you were assigned uh, just inside baseball for you guys at home. Uh, one of the things Tyler does in terms of the show notes is he designates which teams we're going to cover for matchup breakdown every week. Uh, and I know that you designated yourself for the athletics portion. Uh, that said, though, can we talk, I mean, like 30 seconds on Tyler Chatwood and how it was a uh, crash back to earth. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he was one of our big surprises last week. One of our stories of the week. And, yes. um, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to say that I called this cause I, I technically didn't, but in the back of my mind, I knew that this was going to happen. Well, I, I think that, um, I'll say this. I think that the true Tyler Chatwood, the real Tyler Chatwood lies somewhere between his first two starts and this one. And I think that common or, you know, average variance is going to put these, three starts on the outliers. I think that we're going to see some solid baseball from Chatwood so long as the Cubs can continue to give him the hardy run support they've been given. Yeah, you know, and the Cubs have looked really good. They're in first place by a few games. And um, if only uh, they could play the damn ball. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Cardinals. No comment. No comment. (laughs) Um, We're we're not going to dog on any teams here. Hey, yeah, it's it's fine if you want to. I'm mad at him still. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, Chatwood crashed back down to earth is exactly what happened. Um, yeah, he he was just bad. It's just bad. Just leave it at that. Just bad. Not great, Bob. Nope. So uh, let me talk about the Astros real quick. Uh, my headline for the story of the week for them is the pitching staff for uh, Mister Big Lou stays uh, regularly on his emodium because he kept the runs to a minimum. Uh, the pitching staff for the Astros. I need each and every one of you listening to stand up. Go on, stand up. All you Astros pitchers, stands up and celebrate because each and every single one of you very special, single, solitary, not you, Max Scherzer, one of you have contributed to a strong ratios week in categories wins. Subplot. Max Scherzer, day-to-day, kind of a suspect start. I remember I texted you and said, you know, guys, Something's wrong with Max Scherzer, but apparently he's going to start tomorrow against the Mets, man. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about I mean, that. Maybe get on the ball. But uh, moreover, we had some more. Uh, I'm just seeing now, like just just now, Sean Newcomb was optioned. 
Yeah, he got lit uh, up tonight. Oh, he sure the shit did. God <laughs> bless. I am just now seeing that. Mm-hmm. I, well, uh, my wife and I were actually watching Harry Potter night. We're working back through the Harry Potter movie, so I did not get to see any baseball this evening other than this uh, Angels game I'm watching now. But, uh, man, he sure did get lit up. That's unfortunate for Nuke. Uh, that being said, last week, Eovaldi also kind of had a rough start, but had 16 Ks over those two starts. Uh, I'm looking at Jesus Lazardo, who had a good start. But uh, if I had to pick one to give kind of a, a wink and a nudge to, let's talk about Chris Bassett with a 129. Only three Ks, but a good performance for the Oakland A's. Uh, overall, the pitching staff for the Astros kept him in line because he won ERA and whip on pretty handily. Uh, got those two of his four category wins that way. Yeah. Um, I think Astros, uh, his pitching staff is really good, but he's he's dealing with some um, injuries and ineffectiveness right now. We'll just put it that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> that's a, and that's a pain, you know, right now because pitching is, is always scarce to come by in this league. So we'll see what he can do. Moving along, we had another matchup, uh, another big matchup with two teams that won week one uh, in pretty handy ways. Uh, the Braves defeated the Giants 8-4. to four. Uh, Freddie continues to be in first place in the National League uh, over a very game Giants team. We were talking earlier about the Giants, so uh, you are actually uh, due for the Braves. But real quick, let me talk about the Giants because you mentioned it earlier, Big Money Bundy. He showed up and showed out. Uh, a career game for Dylan Bundy, I would say. Uh, over nine innings, 10 Ks with a one ERA. A guy who is continually slighted in this league, particularly for being overpaid. Uh, every year, I think his name is mentioned in the least valuable pick in the draft. Uh, but Bundy may have finally turned the corner, and I think it comes down to credible pitching coaching, like you referenced earlier. Yeah. Uh, Big ups to Dylan Bundy. Amazing, amazing game. Listened to that one. Was very impressed. Also, I will say there was nothing average about Clay's batters this week because 281 average for the week is something stupid this year. That's good. Uh, very, very good. And a big category win for Clay as well. Uh, as Drupal Cabrera, Donovan Solano, Jesse Winker all had over 400 average this week or past week and propelled Giants towards another category win. Those were three <laughs> of his four category wins. Uh, I was impressed with John's team. I think that it's uh, – uh, to, to, for John's to have finished as low in the standings as he has the last couple of years, to see him hang in there so tightly and win in week one, but then hang in there with the number one team in the NL, it's, it's refreshing and also scary for me. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, you know, last week we really talked this matchup up because we were excited to see what Clay's team would do. And I think that eight eight to four – is um, you know it's not it's not what Clay wanted in the end. Clay wanted to oh, win, no. you oh, know. No. But eight and four is still, I guess you could say, maybe like a stepping stone. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, like I think our points work hand in hand. Yeah, and another thing that I kind of notice about this matchup is that Clay's offense, like his his counting numbers, um, especially like his home runs and stolen bases and stuff, um, you know, he his offense didn't really show up for that part. And no. um, if they had, you know, this, it could have been, it could have been even closer, but, um, but I'm not here to um, kiss Clay's booty. I'm here to kiss Freddie's booty. And go ahead. the booty that Fred probably wants to kiss, not just last week, but every single day of his life is Ronald Acuna Jr. 
yeah. That oh, boy. Yeah. Talk about a five-category – I'm sorry, excuse me, in this league, six-category stud. Um, <laughs> boy had five runs scored. He hit three home runs, um, which all happened on Sunday. Uh, I was going to say that was all on <laughs> Sunday, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, six RBIs. He had a stolen base. He hit 391 for the week, and his OPS was, mm, I don't know, 1,359. So, Redonk. have a week, Ronald Acuna Jr. And, Freddie, you better kiss that booty. He went nuts. He did. And Acuna is not a surprise pick. Um, but, Freddie – his offense, they had a great week. You could have picked a lot of guys here. Jose Ramirez had a great week. Uh, Jock Peterson had a good week for counting stats. Um, so, yeah, Salvador Perez, dude, he hit 429 last week. Yeah, what, what when does that ever style? happen for a catcher? That's awesome. Rarely. Salpa showed up, though, and showed yeah. out. You're right. Yeah. He did really well. So, uh, you know, we've always known uh, Freddie the Braves as one of the classes of the National League, and he continues to do so. So, um, in the end, this uh, this result wasn't surprising to me, but um, yeah, but we were really excited for this matchup, and uh, I'm you know up. I'm looking forward to yeah more to come, more to come from Clay especially. You know, and like you said, and you were just alluding to it then as well, uh, for Clay to hang in there and do as well as he did, and hang as close as he did in certain categories with a perennial contender for the NL crown, it shows that his team is on the rise. I agree. And I think that, yeah. that, that uh, with ads like Renato Nunez, with ads like some of these guys that we talked about earlier in the ads section of the show, uh, it's impressive. So, way to go, Clay. Good work. Moving on, we had an AL matchup between the Blue Jays and the Tigers, in which Mr. Jonathan Mayo defeated Matthew Stombaugh 9 to 3. I'll let you take the lead on this one with uh, Los Tigres. Yes. So, uh, this is one of the matchups that I picked and I picked wrong. So, yeah, uh, kind of hurts my heart. Cool. Yeah. I was, I was really, um, expecting a closer matchup than this, but well, a few days in, I thought you were going to be right. Yeah, I know. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that tigers might've been ahead too for a little while there. Yeah. Uh, maybe going into Wednesday or something. And, um, yeah, but, uh, uh, John's team ended up just really showing out, especially offensively. Holy crap! Oh, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he uh, those counting stats. Uh, yeah, Th- now his pitching stats, the the ratios, um, those were kind of surprising. But I'll let you talk about I'll let you talk about Darth Vader. Oh, I'm here to talk about old Maddie. Um, and those are the two uh, two of the um, stats that he won were the pitching ratios, the ERA and the WHIP. Yes. Um, two straight weeks for Matt winning those. Yeah, and you know, for a guy that continues to say that his pitching just sucks and he needs to just trade for all these guys, <laughs> bro, I got news for you. Uh, doesn't look like it. And, and news to me. Yeah, and I think one of his biggest, um, uh, the breadwinner, uh, I guess you could say, for him this last week was Max Freed. Um, oh. The guy looked great. Um, he had two wins. He struck out nine guys in eleven innings. An ERA of zero point eight two and a WHIP of one and a quality start to add. So, yeah, Max Freed, he looks like a winner. I think he's on a $6 deal. Is that right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, set, 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 but six, nine in that range, in that range. Yeah, some, yeah maybe that's right. Uh, but still, uh, just cheap, cheap, cheap for a guy that um, 
you know, last year he came up and he was given a shot by the Braves and he surprised some people. Now, you know, guys that are in the Braves organization probably weren't as surprised by the performance that he had, but um, man, he's really uh, brought it, brought it over into year two as a full-time starter for the Braves. And I know Matt is ecstatic uh, with having him. So uh, Max Freed, yeah, good job, man. You won, you won Tigers a couple of points by yourself probably this last week. I, I would say so, yeah. I would say so. In terms of the Blue Jays, uh, my headline reads, Outstanding Outfielders Score Over and Over. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, yeah. Charlie Blackman my goodness. is alive. Yes. And, you know, he went three for four tonight. He's, he's hitting like 480 this year. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Hey, John, John can pick them. Uh, yeah. To the tune of last week, seven runs, two homers, nine RBIs, a 560 average, and a 1520 OPS. Charlie Blackman nearly single handedly won John the week. Uh, but I should also not be amiss, remiss to give Jorge Soler a shout out. He had five runs, three homers, seven RBIs, a 296 average, a 963 OPS. Amazing week out of these outstanding outfielders. Uh, Johnny Blue Jays is doing something big. And you know what else is big? This week's colossal showdown between some of the tops of the AL. Uh, Blue Jays at 15-8-1 against Athletics, 18-6-0. What a collision. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. This is what real shit's about. It is. Um, it's about time for somebody else to have just a, a, a hellacious – a hellacious matchup. <laughs> no offense to Sergio, but it's nice to have my asshole not quite as tightly clenched this week. Yeah, yeah, that's always a good thing. No, no disrespect, to Sergio. He'll come out and whoop my monkey ass now. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm excited to not have the butthole so tightly clenched. Yeah. Uh, so this one, I think, is going to come down to whose bats are more alive. And thus far, I think it's arguable that Athletics have been, and whose pitchers are going to do. Uh, what they're designed to do. And, I mean, they both got dangerous rotations. And, I mean, it's hard to ever go against John Mills pitching ever. True. So, I, I don't know. You got any predictions for this one? Well, you know what? I disrespected John last week. I did. I disrespected him. And <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do that this week. So, okay. I think that John, because of his pitching and because of the power – that his offense has, I think that he is going to maybe not squeak one out. Um, I think it's going to be close, but I don't think that um, – I, th- I think John wins this one maybe something like seven to five, maybe seven to four to one, maybe something like that. Okay. And uh, we'll see. Uh, maybe, um, you know, if Paul ends up winning, then I- I'll-, I'll have the nickname No Love and uh, you won't have that anymore. True, because I'm going to take the same prediction of a seven-five win, but I'm going to give it to Paulie. Uh, I think that I think Paul's going to squeak out one pitching category, win the batting outright. Uh, again, no disrespect to either man's team in any way. I just think that this is—I mean, this is two teams that you look at and you expect them to always be contenders. They just generally are. Uh, the AL is no joke this year. I would—I I think I told Kyle on the phone earlier. The NL is no joke. Uh, this is the closest I've ever seen this league ever. 
Yeah, ever. And this is two. This is two <clears throat> powerhouse hosses who know what it takes to win, and they're going to beat the shit out of each other all week. And I'm excited <laughs> to see it. Yeah, me too. It's going to be fun to watch. <sighs> if you say so, buddy. If you say so. <laughs> it, I'm just glad it's not me. <laughs> Truth. Same. Moving along, we had uh, the first of our two ties this week. It was the Cardinals and Phillies at five each, a tie. Uh, man, I'll just jump right to the story of the week. Uh, Sunday, bloody Sunday. Man. Uh, dude, in, <laughs> up until 6 o'clock. So that, that will encompass your 11 a.m. starts. And we're talking central time zone, the only time zone that matters. Uh, the uh, the 11 a.m. starts up until your 5 p.m. starts. Uh, Mr. Alex Rhodes' Cardinals had amassed 30 strikeouts in a day already. And, oh, the last game of the day, who do you have starting? But, yeah, Shane Bieber. So, I, I looked at my wife, who uh, is uh, well noted in the baseball community for not giving a shit about baseball, and said, this is ridiculous. And explained the stat. And even she, even she said, no, no, she, she did said, not. No, she, she said, oh, oh, that's bad. I was like, yep, <laughs> yeah, it is. So, of course, let me give some credit to Alex's five starting pitchers who were in double digit K's for the week. Shane Bieber, another beautiful week with 16 of strikeouts by himself. Uh, is it too late now to say sorry? No, you can apologize to me whenever you want, Shane Bieber. Uh, it's just ignorance, ignorance on his behalf. Uh, Alex is, if Alex's bats wake up, this is a, a true contender for champion any year. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah. Uh, I had to uh, work yesterday and on my lunch break, uh, Mr. <laughs> Manager Rhodes called me and, uh, was basically, uh, in a panic, I guess you could say. Um, he, I think at that time, I think at that time he was up seven to five. Yeah, that was a lot of the day. Yes. And he was like, dude, I'm only up by one run and I'm only up by, I think it was one stolen base. And he's like, he's like, I just know it's going to go wrong. I know it's going to go wrong. I was like, dude, it's fine. It's fine, man. It's, it's, it's okay. Drew's got a good team. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, he's like, well, Drew's got this guy and this guy playing Sunday night, and I've got Shane Bieber and someone else. And so I was like, well, you're just going to have to just just chill out and watch the game. And, <laughs> yeah, and then I looked at the score later, and it was tied, and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so uh, Between the two of us, Tyler, he and I had uh, – we had Yon Makata, Jose Abreu, Eloy Jimenez – and Shane Bieber playing in the six o'clock game. And so it was kind of a Brady versus the world. And he had a home run. And he did. And, I mean, and it ends up five to five. And I, I said from the onset of this year, two matches that I know will be difficult for me are my one and two weeks. And so, granted, I predict that every matchup will be difficult for me now that I've seen how this league is shaking out. But it's... Um, it's easy to breathe. It's a little easier to breathe after getting that horrifying matchup out of the way and knowing that it's not a loss. It's a tie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and just real quick, I just want to touch on somebody very special, very near and dear to your heart. Please. Um, don't know if you ever heard of him. Uh, his name is Mike Trout. 
uh, not ringing any bells. Okay. Well, he's the best player on the planet. And um, yes. And so looking at this matchup, you ended up winning the home runs, the RBIs, the batting average, and the OPS. All of these were pretty close, uh, except for OPS and home runs. I mean, you, you won that category by five. And then, like we alluded to earlier, you tied and run scored. Well, yes. big boy Mike, he hit, <laughs> he hit four home runs. He scored for five runs, and he drove in seven for the week and had a 280 batting average with a OPS over 1,000. So uh, no surprises here. This was your stud this week. And this is the guy that you should kiss on the mouth because you tied with a dangerous Cardinals team. You're right. Um, Insert statement of joy here. Yes. So up next for this dangerous Cardinals team uh, is a very dangerous Giants team. Cardinals sitting at 10, 11, and 3. Giants at 10, 12, and 2. Tyler, I think we would be remiss not to mention that this – I think this year may be the most docile this rivalry has ever been, but these two are without question rivals in this league. They are. Yes, they are. Uh, matters of, uh, uh, let's call it management, have, have come up, uh, and it's it's always interesting when these two play because it's a little bit more on the line, if you will. Yeah, I agree. Yep. You know, and, you know and, that both of these guys want to win this matchup. I think not only do they want to win, both of these guys need to win. They're kind of in the middle of the pack, not only in the end. And a big win this week could do a lot for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm looking at that one real close. And uh, I mean, now this is just Monday night, guys. But right now, Alex Alex Cardinals is up. They're up five to two. So they are. They are as um, of eleven fifty eight p.m. Central Standard Time, August tenth. So, yeah, um, <clears throat> I just think that if anybody is going to beat Alex and his pitching staff in a certain week, then basically Alex's pitching staff will have to have a bad week collectively. Yes, but it could be this week. We don't know. Uh, you never know. You but never know. I, in order for Clay to uh, be in this matchup all week, his offense is going to have to show a little more firepower than last week. Um, sure. But that could happen. Uh, they could all find it this week. And, uh, I mean, you know, we're still only in week three, uh, full yeah. week three. And so it, it just takes guys' time. And um, so we don't know everything about everyone's team yet, for sure. No. For sure. No. Um, but I'm I'm just going to – predict that I think Cardinals wins this matchup. Um, I'm going to go with eight to four. That's okay. Um, Oh, uh, I'm going to go seven, five, seven, five in favor of Alex. Uh, I think Clay's going to take another big step. I think that Alex's bats, uh, I'm going to say Wednesday, they wake up, but in the meantime, Clay can build enough of a pad that maybe he can withstand some of the blow. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go 7-5 because I do think that Clay's team is on the rise. I'm impressed with what I see. He has added Renato Nunez, who's looked great. It's just going to be that's, – that's an interesting matchup all the way around. That's, a, that's an interesting matchup. It is. It's going to be a good one. For sure. Moving along to another NL matchup, we've got uh, 
the Cubs and the Pirates. Cubs win this one eight to three. Rodello scores again. Another big win for Rodello, and I've got the note for him, which reads: His pitchers are just making the most of it, man. Uh, you know, Rodello is a guy who has again uh, emphasized to me and to other managers that he needs pitching, wants more starting pitching, wants better relief core, and yet uh, I think that Pirates team played him close. Pirates pitching. Uh, well, I don't, I don't want to give away any of your notes here, but I know Pirates pitching was not nearly as big a strength as it was last week. But that said, uh, the closers, or should I say closer this week, really was a, uh, a huge stat because these guys, neither one of them have many closers, but Ty Butchery's one save, that did it. I mean, that wins the yeah. category, just one closer. Yeah, uh, the, trade, the trade paid off. It did. The 15K margin there, uh, a 350 difference in ERA. Rodello's pitchers really, uh, it's so strange that a team who has emphasized their lack of pitching versus last week's team who I was I admired their pitching so so severely, uh, Rodello really made the most of it. And I want to give big credit to Chad Cool and to Asher Wojcikowski for really strong performances in those difficult situations. I mean, those are guys who not only play for a – real shit team who is short on pitching, but for major league baseball teams who are uh, looked at as underdogs and as bottom third percent teams. Mm -hmm. So uh, big ups to Cubs and his pitchers making the most of it. What you got, what you got for Pirates, brother? Well, um, this matchup was, was really close. Uh, Eight to three. I think Rody, Rody, he's lucky to have gotten, um, an eight to three win here, I believe, because uh, he won the home run stat by one. He won the RBI stat by two, and he won the stolen base stat by one. Very cool. And I, yeah, and I think uh, I'm. This is going to be a diff- a little different here, but my biggest game changer for Pirates this week was Javier Baez and the fact that he did not get to play all weekend. Interesting. No, I like that. I like that. Go on. That's a big one. Um, you know, Javier Baez, when he's on, he, he can do everything. He can steal bases. He can hit home runs. Um, and he only got 13 at-bats this week. And he with those, he had three RBIs. But uh, those three stats that I just named, those are three things that Javier Baez can do when he is playing. And yeah. because of COVID, because of the Cardinals, uh, he didn't get to play this weekend, and um, you know that all those Cubs guys, they they get up for the games with the Cardinals and vice versa. Oh, they do. They yeah, do. and because, you know, it, it's a big series, it's a big rivalry, and Javier Baez is one of those colorful guys that, uh, you know, when you think of a team – or I'm sorry, a player that is going to show out in these kind of games, Javier Baez is that guy. So I think uh, – the Cubs having three games postponed this week was a huge hit to Pirates' chances of winning this matchup. Hey, that, I like it. That's a good point. Uh, and, and it is a, a flip kind of on our normal script here, but it's a great point. I mean, that is the story of the week. I think that had Baez played, we could have been looking at an 8-3 Pirates win. Yeah, very well could have been. Yep. So, uh, Rodello, though, he has got a hell of a test in front of him here. Uh, his Cubbies sitting at 12-9-3. and three. I like the uh, the multiples of three there. My math brain, uh, the port, the very small portion of my brain that's math loves that. Uh, Twelve nine and three Cubs against the fourteen eight and two Braves, who are the uh, lead in the National League now. Uh, Rodello, 
will face. Uh, I mean, the, the number one guy in the NL as of current, a, as we said earlier, a consistent challenger for the NL crown. Uh, what do you got? What do you got in mind for that one? Um, I think that Rodello being in his first year as a manager in this league and only having one off season so far is going to kind of uh, show up here. You know, Freddie has been the commissioner. He's been in this league for what five, five or six years, at least more than that, maybe. And hey, uh, hey, hey, are you still there, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Well, we've had some crazy connection issues, guys. I hope that that was okay. Uh, you were saying, I'm sorry about Rodello being in his first year as a manager here. Yeah, um, Rody. You know, being in his first year as a manager, he just hasn't had the time to build uh, his team yet, like yes. like he likes it. And so I think that that's going to kind of play into this matchup because Freddie, he's been building this, you know, of uh, Hoss team for five, six years now. And um, so I don't think that this matchup will be particularly close, but I could be wrong. I know Rody is a very good fantasy baseball manager, period. Um, but I think that uh, Freddie's bats, Freddie's uh, pitching and his, his, uh, number of starting pitchers, and because of that, he will have those counting stats. I think that's going to um, that's gonna make this one maybe like a 10-2, to 9-3 matchup. I understand. I, I would probably be, uh, be inclined to lean that way myself. Uh, funnily enough, right now, again, 12.06 a.m. on uh, August 11th, uh, Cubs is up 7-2. to two. Curious. Wow. Good first day <laughs> for Cubs. Probably should have checked that before I said that. No, I mean, it's a first day. This is day one, Rodello, day one, out to a good lead, you know. Either way, uh, let's move on to another uh, another battle we were very much looking forward to. Uh, two of the top offenses from the, uh, the first fixture, Diamondbacks versus Rockies. And Diamondbacks pulls away with a 7-3 victory over Tommy's Rocks. Uh, a big week, bro, uh, and, a, and a big win for Mr. Sergio. Yeah, um, you know, and I was I was really paying attention to this matchup all week, and there until the very end, I think it was like six to five D backs. So um, I'm not really sure what happened to turn the tide there. Um, so into D backs's favor, so, but um, yeah. Um, but looking at the numbers real quick, uh, <laughs> Tommy's pitching staff. Wow, wow, right. Uh, yeah, 55 innings pitched and a 1.96 ERA and a 0.78 whip. Get the F out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, what even? <laughs> that's, it's just crazy, man, because, you know, one week to the next, we were praising Tommy's offense so highly last week, and now look at his pitching staff. Holy crap. Dude, and again, it goes to show you that he has – much like Clay's team, I think that given the time, they're developing into serious contenders. Yeah, and dude, think about it. One week, Rocky's offense shows out. The next week, his pitching staff does that. What happens when they both, you know, decide to, uh, I don't know, be really good at the same time? I can tell you what happens, Tyler. That will happen on week five when he plays me. And because of course it will. Of course it will. Yes, yes. Um, looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, another butthole clinching week for Drew. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, <laughs> dude, your your sphincter is just going to be all screwed up after this baseball season. Wrecked. I know it's going to be wrecked. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Tommy's pitching staff was off the chain. Do you have any specific name you want to throw out there? Um, you know, we did talk about Tyler Molly. Um, yeah. He he came in and had a good start. Um, but you know, I know since since he's traded him away. Um, but uh, Alex Cobb, man, he's a guy that has looked really good for the surprising Orioles. Um, Another Orioles starter. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's his. Isn't it his splitter that is so good? It's it's a uh, a split change that they call the thing, and when it's on, it's one of yeah. the most unhittable pitches in baseball. Yeah, well, um, Alex Cobb had it going on this last week. He threw five innings, struck out seven, and um, he didn't record a quality start because he didn't throw that many innings. Um, but uh, he had a 1.8 ERA and a 1.00 whip, so really good week you'll for take, Alex Cobb. Yeah, you'll take that every day. Oh, yeah. So uh, on the flip side of things, uh, I've actually got a note about Diamondbacks, uh, and it's just pitching as well. Uh, from, this is a shocker. Diamondbacks pitching. Uh, so my story of the week, I've gotten for my headline, closers save the day for Diamondbacks in a tight week. Uh, so the week one Cinderella Rockies, like you just said, they kept it within trademark striking distance in runs, homers, average wins, Ks, and quality starts. But Tommy did not even sniff the category of saves. Uh, Kirby Yates is two saves. Daniel Hudson's one. Diamondbacks handily. Uh and this, uh, it makes sense now to me why Tommy's asking for saves on the uh, Yahoo board. Mm-hmm. Went out, in my own personal opinion, the fact that this is close, the fact that these matchups are close, realistically, does that matter? Because, frankly, it's just the results what matters in week nine when we're down to a championship match. Uh, sure. So, frankly, Diamondbacks should be sitting pretty. My boyfriend Sergio's got a seven to three win over the Rockies, another very uh, dangerous upcoming team in the NL. Uh, the NL ain't no joke, guys. I know that that's been a recurring jab thrown at NL teams. The NL ain't no joke. Look at these matchups. Not, not a joke. Yeah, uh, I think this is just another matchup that um, <clears throat> echoes what you said earlier about how the league is just so close right now. Yep, I agree. So, so we've got uh, we've got two more uh, big NL games to talk about. Uh, Diamondbacks at fourteen eight and two are going to take on the Phillies nine eleven and four. Uh, big NL matchup and another big NL matchup uh, right there in the middle as well. It's Rockies nine twelve and three against Pirates eight fifteen and one. Uh, honest, uh, do you have any predictions for these ones, buddy? You want to throw out some predicts? Um, <clears throat> well. I think that the D-backs Phillies matchup, um, it's going to be a good one. But I just, me personally, I just don't think that D-backs has the horses to keep up with the Phils this week. So, um, combination of you having um, superstars like Mike Trout, guys like that on your offense, plus your pitching staff is good. So I think I think that the Phillies will take this one, um, get you your first uh, outright win this year, and you'll go home with like a nine to three, eight to four win. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words, man. That's nice. Um, and then moving on to the other one, real quick, um, the Rockies play the Pirates. Now both of these teams, they they have losing records currently, uh, yes. but yes. after this matchup. Uh, one will probably have a winning record. 
Um, yeah. Which yeah. one that is, it, it is hard to say because I think that Pirates team, even though he is 8-15-1 right now, I think that his team has been on the cusp of making both of his matchups very close. Oh, and 100%. It's just – yeah, and just, you know, a couple of things, like like I talked about with Baez last week and just a couple other things, like his pitching, um, I'm sorry, his bats the week before, you know, Sergio had a great week offensively. So um, I'm thinking the Pirates wins this one. Uh, we'll see if this is the week that Rockies puts it all together. But like you said, it's probably going to come in week five. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. yeah when we get to that point, yeah, when we get to that point, I guess I'll have to – predict the Rockies to win. Um, That's fair. Mainly, it's only because of what you said. Oh, uh, yeah. At this point, I've I've spoken it into reality. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think Pirates wins a a close matchup here. I think that some of those stats will go Pirates' way this week. So, I'll say he wins uh, seven to five. That's a good prediction. That's a good prediction. I think – I think I'm going to take – I think I'm going to take Tommy, and I'm going to go six, four, two. Okay. I just I just want to be contrarian and not even in a, like an oppositional way. Just I, I believe in what Tommy's doing. I, he I have so much faith in him. He seems to be in such a clear-headed, clear-minded, uh, logical plan of attack right now. Uh, and I, I wish him the very best. And again, Sergio is a guy who I think is a extremely dangerous fantasy manager, much like our other new manager, Rody. Uh, just may not have had enough time to uh, to kind of dive in and do what he wants with his team. Uh, but that being said, uh, two close matchups. Obviously, one of them I'm really excited to look at. The next one with Rockies and Pirates is going to be one that I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to. I do think that uh, the Pirates pitching, if they can have any bit of the fire that they had the week before uh, week one, I think they could test Tom. That said, though. Rockies offense, bro. Yeah. If they're weak one quality, Pirates offense is going to have to hope that Springer's back, Hosmer's back, Baez is hitting. Like, we're going to have to have the heavy hitters to, to catch up with Kyle Lewis and Joey Votto and Hanser Alberto. And now we're going to be talking about David Peralta and A.J. Pollock in that mix, too. So, before we get much further into that, we have got our second tie of the week talking Mariners and Yankees. They uh, finished at 6 6. Uh, I know we need to speed this up along, so let me get to my story of the week real quick. Guys, Fernando Tatis Jr., he's really good at baseball. Show uh, is. Yeah, so stop me if you've heard this one before, but he is at some next-level insanity right now. A stat that I saw, 30 home runs in his first 100 major league games. Last week, he had a 435 average, a 1.741 OPS. It's disgusting. <laughs> uh, and then on top of that, Kyle had some strong six RBI weeks from guys like Brian Anderson on the surging Marlins, as well as another dynamite offensive week from from it's yes. So big week from Yastrzemski as well. Uh, hell of a week for Kyle's offense. If I, I'm telling you, if Kyle could just catch a fragment of luck with his pitchers, God Almighty, what would happen? It's uh, scary to think about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So tell me about some Mariners because I mean a six six high, that's a that's a that's a big week for both of these guys. And yes, they it come is. Out mm-hmm. um, and you know if you if you think about what we talked about last week, I said that Kyle was going to win this one handedly because <clears throat> Mariners pitching. Well, guess what? <laughs> I was wrong. 
<laughs> um, Mariners pitching staff is actually what kept him in this game and led to a tie. And <clears throat> I think one of the biggest things, one of the biggest uh, players that we can look at was uh, one of Mariners um, free agent acquisitions last week in uh, Diaz, the closer for the Rockies. Yes. Um, <clears throat> yes. Mariners. Uh, he ended up winning the save stat six to four. And I know historically speaking that Yankees Kyle is one of those guys that loves to hoard closers. And yes. uh, he has had some bad luck this year with like Wade Davis and people like that. Um, but it always feels like Kyle wins the save stat. I think it was last year. He, he said he threw out this crazy stat that he had at least won the save stat in like so many weeks in a row. And yes. yeah, it was, it was, it was a ridiculous. Statistic. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Mariners actually ends up winning the save stat this week, and it was because of a guy that he picked up off the waiver wire last week. So, good job being a great manager, Mike. Good job there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Way to do, way to do, Mike. Way yeah. to do. And Mariners, Mariners pitching staff as a whole was great last week, and they did all of that without Jack Flaherty. And another guy that you got to look at is Frankie Montas. Uh, he was awesome last week. Oh, two, yeah. yeah, two wins, two quality starts, 14 strikeouts, so. Hell of a week for Montas. Uh, so Mariners, buddy, up next, he's sitting at 11, 12, and 1, which coincidentally is also Kyle's record now, 11, 12, and 1. Mariners is going to be taking on Matty Stonebaugh, our dear friend, who is sitting at 5, 19, and 0. Uh, any predictions for this uh, colossal matchup? I think uh, this one could actually be the hardest one for me to predict this next week because yeah. – I I am not a big believer in Mariners pitching staff. But and you're also a super not so secret closet Tigers fan. Right, I am. It's weird. I don't know what my obsession is with him. But um <clears throat> yeah. It's his good look and rugged charm. It is. It is. I miss you, Matt. Um but I you know, this could be one of those weeks where Mariners pitching staff gets blown up. Um, or could be another one where they show out again. Um, but I'm going to have to go with Mariners on this one because I know his offense is still waiting to be unlocked. Yeah. Uh, Kyle's offense had a really good week last week. Mariners, not so much, but still they scored 42 runs in a week. Come on. Yeah, that's and, – Yeah, it's crazy. And they, they stole five bases. Not many teams can uh, win that category. Um overcome five stolen bases in a week. Um, but I'm going to go with Mariners here just because I think that his overall team is just better right now. Tigers has traded away some big pieces like Conforto. So I'm going to go Mariners. I'm going to say something like nine to three. That's right about where I'm at as well. Um, we'll, we'll leave it at that since I know we're trying to move along. Uh, and then finally, uh, probably the matchup I'm most excited to look at because we very nearly have our third tie. This is your Rays going up over Jandy Man's Red Sox at a six to five clip. Uh, brother, let me just jump right to my story of the week. You had a huge offensive week uh, that carried the day and provided the wins that you needed to take this very, very. Uh, I'm, I, I know you've got a lot to say. Stressful week. Uh, let me give some credit to the best catcher in the game. That's JT Real Muto, period. Uh, six runs, three homers, six RBIs, a three eighty nine average, a thirteen sixty five OPS. Uh, also, stop me if you've heard this one before, Aaron Judge, uh, very, very good baseball player. Uh, he, 
just I'm, I'm wearing his jersey right now, if you must know. Hell yeah. And uh, <laughs> finally, I'm going to give another credit. Everybody wave hello to our new friend, Anthony Santander, whose name makes me laugh literally every time that I hear it. Uh, I swear, I think I've said this before, it sounds like Alex and Kyle making fun of someone. Like, <laughs> like imagine his name. I think his name is actually Anthony Santana. And they're just making fun, and it's like a long-running rib on me that it's like, oh my god, he said his name was Santander. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, once you say that, dude, that it, yes, that's that fits perfectly into something that they would do. <laughs> I know. So Santander's huge week: five runs, a homer, seven RBIs for the Oriole, two ninety-six average, and eight fifty-two OPS. A hell of a pickup by your uh, on your uh, account, my man. I think you had him last year, maybe. And I tr- I traded for him in the off season for Mariners, actually. Ah, yes, correct, 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 correct. That's right, that's right. So uh, uh, your offense really carried the day, but I'm going to let you talk about Red Sox. Give us a little more insight on this matchup. Yeah, this was a stressful week for me. Um, things just did not go the way that I wanted because my pitching staff was historically bad. Um, <laughs> God, just uh, yes, killing exactly. me, man. An 8.29 ERA over 51 oh, innings God. is uh, nothing to brag about. Um, but no. uh, we get, we have to look at Jandy Mann's pitching staff because they they nearly uh, got the tie for him. <clears throat> oh, um, they did. They nearly did. Yeah, and he had he had several guys that had really good weeks. Uh, just a couple that I want to touch on. Uh, Dallas Keuchel had a great start. Um, lucky for me, he didn't get a win in that start. Um, <clears throat> but he struck out eight over seven innings and gave up one earned run, I believe, and had a quality start. He looked really good. Oh, yeah. um, Justice Sheffield, uh, man. He, we referenced him earlier as having we, turned the corner, did. perhaps. Yeah, and he looked really good against the Rockies, and um, the Rockies, surprisingly, are the in first place in the National League West. Uh, their offense has been really good so far, and Justice Sheffield, man, he just shut them down. Yes. Um, but another guy that you really you have to look at because um, this was one of the categories that I was winning going into the very latter parts of Sunday were saves. And Rossiel Iglesias, he got two saves for Jandy this week and really helped him out. Um, his ratios were incredible. Didn't give up an earned run. Didn't give up a base runner, period. His whip was literally zero. That's so staggering. Yeah. Staggering. For yeah. a closer, particularly. Yep. So, yeah, uh, hats off to Jandy. He kept it a lot closer than I would have liked. Um, my, uh, my butthole was tight. I hear you, man. I hear you. I know uh, I know you feel me on that one. Oh, I definitely do. I definitely do. And, uh, you know, big ups to Jandy, man. He's another team that's had a lot of shuffling. But, you know, with such competitive weeks, and now he's going out and adding Conforto. And, I mean, this is a guy who uh, – sir, I'm not going to say he's a prolific trader, but he certainly appreciates the value of a good trade, mm-hmm. is Anderson. Uh, I, I'm not going to put it past him to do some dangerous stuff this season, but, you know – We've got two hellacious matchups for both of you coming out of this week. You, Tyler, at 12, 10, and 2, will be taking on Mr. Big Lou, whose Astros are at 14, 10, and 0. Meanwhile, a rivalry for all time. And I'm not talking about the two managers, but the franchises. We have got Red Sox-Yankees action. As Alex Anderson's 7, 16, and 1, Red Sox are going to take on Mr. K. Weezy's Yankees at 11, 12, and 1. 
what do you got on tap for these? Well, um, my matchup with the Astros will be interesting. Um, I think that, like I said earlier, his pitching staff is hurting right now. Um, we we said that Deshaun Newcomb got blown up tonight and they got sent down. Uh, also, I don't know if you saw the news about the Indians pitchers. Um, yes. Yes, yeah, that's Zach, yeah, Zach Plesak and now Mike Clevenger both have uh, been, uh, what's the word, uh, suspended. Yeah. And uh, for going out uh, in Chicago, celebrating, doing whatever, um, being kind of irresponsible. And, uh, yeah, Mike Clevenger, man, that's a big one. That's a big loss for Astros. And One, one, one that, may say that their, uh, their lack of social distancing will now distance them socially from the rest of their team. Agreed. And I, I don't think it could have come at a better time for me personally. Um, <laughs> so, me personally, I am reaping the rewards. Of yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I would but, much more. Yeah. <laughs> please do. <laughs> um, but if my pitching staff has another uh, week where the ERA is over eight and the whip is over one and a half, I don't think I'm going to win this one. But to be tight. Yeah, uh, Astros' offense is actually also really good. Um, I think that's going to be a slugfest between our offenses. Yes. So I am predicting a tie. Oh, okay. Um, um, what do you call it? Six, six, five, five. I'm actually going to say five to five. Yeah. Wow, that would be uh, that would be a tough pill to swallow for both of you, considering uh, top of the AL implications going. Mm-hmm. And then, what about the other matchup between the uh, the Bloody Sox and the Yanks. Well, I think this is going to be another um, underrated matchup, I guess you could say. Sure. Um, Jan- Jandy's team, I mean, they, they looked good last week. They looked better than I thought. So uh, who's to say that they won't do that again this week, especially with a full week of Conforto? And, sure. uh, but, you know, Yankees, like you said, dude, he's got – I mean – they could erupt at any time. And Tatis is erupting currently. He's like the number – is he the number one player in fantasy baseball right now? He might be. Uh, uh, if you made me put money on it, that's who I would say. Yeah. And so he's looked awesome. Vlad is yet to get going. Um, I know that Stanton went on the IL, so that's going to hurt a little bit. But if anyone can overcome it, it's Yankees and his offense. So uh, – Oh, um, yes. Tatis is number one, just by the way. He is, of course, of course. Uh I'm 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 thinking that Kyle's team has a better week, collectively speaking, than they did last week. So uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go like eight to eight to three to one, Kyle. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it uh, I'm gonna put seven seven four one. Okay, yeah, pretty close. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I just yeah, a little bit of variance, a little bit of variance. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. So, real quick, I know we're rounding close to an hour for our matchup breakdowns, uh, but we do have one more segment left. So, if you don't mind, Tyler, I'm going to uh, end this recording. We're going to jump onto another one real quick. Like, we're going to talk about, uh, we've got a new segment. We're going to talk about the best of the rest. Now, what exactly does that mean? I guess you're going to have to wait just maybe 10 seconds or so to find out. Tyler, are you excited to talk about the best of the rest? I am. It's my favorite part of the show. Oh, I, I love it. It's, 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 <laughs> I love that you say that about everything and because that's my favorite part of the show is your enthusiasm. Yeah. Thanks, man. You're very welcome. We will be right back with the best of the rest. Break. 
I put in a fun little sound effect there. I'm excited to hear your feedback on. Okay. Uh, it's uh, it's like break. Uh, be kind of interesting. I don't know. I just thought it'd be kind of cool to have a sound effect between those two segments. So, yeah. Anyway, can't wait to hear it. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, so, getting to our brand new segment of the show, it's called Best of the Rest, and the concept of this is we're going to talk about some free agents right now, and we're going to talk about them though in context of how what their own percentage is. So without uh, without bearing the lead, let's just dive right into it. Tyler, did you get a best of the rest for all of these percentages as well, my man? I sure did. Hell yes, son. Well, yep. uh, what, where would you like to start, Kimasabi? Oh, I say let's go to the highest percentage owned right now cool. and work okay. our way down. Would you like to go first or would you like me to? Uh, I can go first. It's fine. Go ahead. Please do. Okay. So... Uh, the four categories that we had, um, the first one we're going to look at is a player that is owned in over 10% of leagues on Yahoo. And my player for that uh, category is Mitch Moreland of the Red Sox. Love it. He plays first base. He's been there forever, feels like. Um, and he was actually a surprise signing, I think, at the before the year started. Yeah. Um, they were going to let him walk, and uh, they ended up needing him. So uh, it's, it's a good thing that they signed him. Oh, um, yeah. Currently, uh, Mitch Moreland is 24% owned. Um, but looking at his stats, you wouldn't know it because he's the 18th ranked player in Yahoo this season. Isn't that crazy? Crazy is, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the definitive word for that. Yeah, and, you know, m- mostly it's because of the week he had last week. Uh, sure. Last week alone. He went five for twelve. He had four home runs, four runs scored, seven RBIs. He hit four seventeen, and had an OPS just a hair south of two thousand. Jesus, crazy! God Almighty! Yeah, um, and for the year he's hit six home runs, and his OPS is twelve ninety nine. So <laughs> very impressive. Yeah. So if you're a team out there that needs a first baseman or just uh, a utility bat that you need to plug in right away, um. Don't look any further than Mitch Moreland because yeah, he's hot right now and who's who knows how long he'll stay this way. Could be another day, could be another two weeks. That so that's a lot in this season. So go check him out. Go check him out. So my number, uh it's it's funny. What were the words you said? He's a first baseman, been around forever. Is that right? Yeah. Hmm. Convenient because my best of the rest and owned in over ten percent of leagues is of seventeen percent of leagues. He is also a first baseman. He also pitch or he also plays in the L. We're talking about Miguel Cabrera. It has been a uh, much ballyhooed <laughs> revival, I'll say, from one of our generation's surefire legends, a uh, a no doubt Hall of Famer, and I'll say it is much deserved thus far. Uh, looked into Miggy a little bit, dove under the hood. He's hitting the ball. Uh, how can I say this diplomatically? Hard as hell uh, in the ninety seventh percentile right now of batters. His exit velocity will back up that stat as well. He's hitting in the 97th percentile in terms of exit velocity right now as well. <coughs> Excuse me. It looks like Mig is trying to lift the ball a little more in terms of his contact profile. And uh, with a larger sample size, we can hopefully see whether or not this is just you know good fortune or if it's the result of a concentrated effort. Either way, it's a wondrous player to enjoy in the twilight of his career. <coughs> Excuse me, Tyler. Gosh. Uh, Mig right now ranked 220 overall, 
Uh, he's hit four home runs, eight RBIs with the Tigers that are, uh, I, I won't call them surprising, but they're definitely dark horses in every game. It's kind of odd. Uh, these teams that you expect to be just cellar dwellers come out and surprise you. And uh, Miguel Cabrera and the Tigers have been one of those for sure. So Miggy is my over 10% on guy that I would uh, advise you to at least take a look at. I love it, man. Oh, I love Miggy. Me too. He's a, he's a treasure. Uh, I'm going to dive into the uh, player between 6 and 10% on, uh, and we're going to look at Matt Kemp, who is a Colorado outfielder, 9%. Is that yours? It is, but I can I'll find another one real quick. No, 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 that's okay. Uh let's let's just let's talk a little bit about him. Okay. Uh interestingly, my notes read that it's it's not so much of a statistical one as a let's just use something to our advantage pick rather than analytics like I said. Kemp uh I'll say that he is one of the most premier hitters of our generation. I mean, he's in the 40-40 club. Uh he's still in the 62nd percentile on barrel percentage. Plays half his games as a deep field. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just, it could be interesting. Those are the notes that I've got. I mean, I'm not saying this is an obvious pickup. I'm not even really encouraging. Pick- I think the I think the obvious note, I, we've set a guy right now who I, I highly expect to be picked up at 2 a.m. tonight already. Yeah. Um, Kemp, is I... one that, Kemp isn't one that I'm expecting to be picked up, but I wouldn't argue with it if he was. Go, t- talk about Kemp for a minute. Well, um, I wasn't real sure how much that Kemp was playing in Colorado. Yeah. And um, I watched a couple of games this week of the Mariners Rocky series because, you know, me and Anderson had some players playing. And, dude, he was batting fifth, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Right behind Charlie Blackman. I'm sorry, wait, Trevor Story. Uh, Yeah. Charlie Blackman. And then Nolan Arenado. And then he's got Daniel Murphy right behind him. Oh, so yeah, yeah. The last out, last five days, fifth, fifth, sixth, fourth, sixth. So in yeah. the heart of the order. Yeah, and you know if if you've got those guys right there that I just mentioned, who is the most likely to get a pitch to hit right now? Oh, it's Kemp. Probably Matt Kemp. Yeah, and the way that the Rockies are playing right now, the guys that are on that offense, uh. If Kemp continues to get at bats, he's going to have those counting stats. He's going to drive in some guys. He's going to score some runs. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's just in a good situation. This is a very good situational pickup right now, especially if you need an outfield-eligible guy. Yes, I, I agree 100%. Um, as I mentioned, it's it's. I'm not going to say it's an obvious pickup, but it's one that I could not argue with should somebody make it. Agreed. So the next category, Tyler, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one, lest I steal another one of your picks, is uh, between <laughs> 2% and 5% owned in Yahoo Leagues. And who would you choose to talk about, buddy? Well, I actually have a couple. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. I, I wanted to just touch real quick on Joey Wendell. Sure, please. Um, the reason that I like Wendell is because he's got second, third, and shortstop eligibility. Yes. Um. And he can hit. We know he can hit. He 100%. proved that. Yeah, he, he proved that a couple seasons ago. The only bad thing about Wendell right now is that he plays for the Rays. And unless you're Austin Meadows, pretty much just Austin Meadows, then no one else is a given in, on any day. 
Brandon Lau has been tearing the cover off the ball for the Rays, and he doesn't play every day. It's strange, but um, peculiar, peculiar. Yeah, yeah. But when Joey Wendell gets a chance, he can hit and he can play a lot of different spots for you. So I like him. Uh, the other guy that I wanted to touch on just real quick is a guy that a lot of people forget about that has been around for a long time, and that is Brandon Belt. Very good pick. Very uh, good. That wasn't yours, was it? No, no. Okay, no. good. Mine's a pitcher, actually, but I love the okay. fact that we're talking about Wendell and Belt, who are guys that I consider choosing as well. Yeah. Um, Brandon Belt, um, first good thing right off the bat is he's got first base and outfield eligibility, so that's nice. Love that. Um, He's been hurt, um, and so he's just come back here recently. Yes. And the Giants, uh, they are not a good team. But we know, historically speaking, Brandon Belt can hit the ball. Yeah. So um, why not take a chance on a guy that's got a couple positions, eligibility, and that you know can hit? So he will uh, no doubt be one of the best hitters in that lineup, besides him and Yaz probably. So, Yeah. So that's just a speculative guy, you know, but we're, we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. So. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, one that I'll talk about, uh, like I teased a second ago is a relief pitcher and Tyler, I'm going to go ahead and level the boom on you, buddy. Uh, later on this week, I've got, uh, I'm expecting later on this week to have Chapman back at maybe next week, but then I'm also expecting Wade Miley back as we kind of referenced earlier. If the guys that I have in mind to drop for those gentlemen, if I didn't have to, I would drop one of them right now and pick up this gentleman I'm about to speak about. And that is, that is Tyler Clippard, reliever for the Twins at 5% owned. Uh, I did some deep diving on Clippard as well. Uh, he is hanging out with his changeup a whole lot this year. Uh, the average league changeup is 86 miles per hour, fun fact. Uh, Clippard's is about 79 miles per hour. It is also down 10 miles per hour from his fastball at 89. So 89 mile per hour four seamer and a 79 mile per hour changeup. When he's throwing that four seamer high in the zone with that changeup that's slower than the average one, it's a good looking combination that's really just throwing batters off. Uh, the second straight year in a row now, he's dropped his fastball percentage and it's brought him back to relevance in a really big way for a great team's uh, busy bullpen. A really good comparison I can make in terms of uh, pitch mix would be Chris Davinsky, who, as we would all hopefully know, can be really filthy. I I really struggle to see how he's kind of faltering. Uh, I know Davinsky's a little bit uh, got a little bit more gas than Clipper does, but uh, if you put if you put a gun to my head, I'd say that Clipper will shoot up in the own percentages very soon, particularly because he's supposed to serve as the opener for the Twins tomorrow. So um, oh, I didn't know that. Yes, I actually just found that out myself. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and put uh, put a little bit of a token on the fact that Clippard will be gone tomorrow morning, and I won't <laughs> have a chance to pick him up after I've done all this research that makes me a big fan of his. So, yippee ki <laughs> yippee ki All right, buddy, who you got in the 1% owned and less category? Okay, so if we do this segment often, this is probably going to be for real – my favorite part of the show. Uh, same. <laughs> yes. Same. Yes. So we tried to pick guys that are owned in at 1% or less yes. in Yahoo leagues. So this is a, just a big old 
dive into nothing really. This is yeah. just going on um, pure speculation. Yes, yes, nothing but feeling. So, uh, my guy is actually the one with the biggest balls in the Major League Baseball, and it's Joe Kelly. I love it. Okay. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. It's oh, not him, oh. but he does have okay. the biggest balls in Joe Kelly in in uh, Major League Baseball. So, it, I would certainly agree that he has big balls because they're very easy to hit thus far for people. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. So I'm really not sure why, but I was drawn to multiple first basemen this week. Um I think that's first baseman. Yeah, I think that first basemen are uh, that that position in fantasy baseball right now is not as deep as it has been historically. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um but a guy that I really I really like and the problem is the only reason that he is not owned in more than 1% of Yahoo leagues is because of the playing time. And my guy is Mike Ford of the Yankees. Love it. Good pick. Um, this guy can hit. He showed that last year in um, his limited opportunities. Um, he can hit the ball hard. And that's, that's his calling card is he hits the ball hard and he hits the ball far. Um. <laughs> this is – I don't really have, uh, like, a lot of stats to throw at you um, to try and convince you that, hey, this is a guy you need to pick up right now because it probably isn't. But if someone like Luke Voigt got hurt or, you know, or maybe DJ LeMayhew or somebody yeah. like that, um, he could get a look. And this might be a guy that you might want to keep tabs on because John Carlos Stanton is hurt right now. Absolutely. And he is the primary DH. So Mike Ford could be the guy that uh, gets opportunities because of that. So, yeah, so, you know, later in this week, if you're lacking in home runs and you're lacking in RBIs and you want a guy that's getting a chance in a really, really deep lineup, this might be the guy for you. There you go. That's a good, that's a good call. Later this week, if you're lacking in home runs and RBI, my player will help you none at all. Uh, because we're going to talk about an outfielder, Tyler, who plays for the New York Mets, who is 1% owned. Stop me if you've heard this one before. There is a major league baseball player who can steal a million bases and plays amazing outfield defense. He is very sadly now with the New York Mets. This man is Billy Hamilton. Yeah. If you, like others, may need some stolen bases and the playing time continues to trickle in for Billy Hamilton, you might look to the past for a little bit of Birmingham. That's B-Ham, Billy Hamilton, B-Ham, Birmingham. If you look at Birmingham, he could help you out with some stolen bases uh, assuming that the Mets continue their carousel of nonsense and playing people and all the bullshit they do in in City Field, so uh, Billy Hamilton was one that I thought I could make the easiest case for. And again, it's it's kind of like my Matt Kemp pick earlier. It's not really a an analytical pick like my uh, Miguel Cabrera or Tyler Clipper picks, so much as just a this is a kind of an obvious advantage this player offers. Um, so there you go, Billy Hamilton. Uh, Tyler, I have to ask, did you have any also rands or like just other guys who you considered picking uh, written down by chance for the one percent owned uh, for for any of them? Well, one guy that I was looking at is a guy that also just needs an opportunity, sure. and his name is Miles Straw. Great pick for the Great Astros. Pick. Yeah, this guy's got shortstop and outfield eligibility. And like our friend B. Ham, 
he steals a bunch of bases. He sure does. I like that pick actually because Straw is I w- I would dare say a a better contact hitter than Birmingham for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, he's he's had some very good years in the minors. Um, yeah. Unfortunately for him, he's in the Astros organization, and um, that's a long you know. Yeah, that, and they just like to play cheaters. So, hey, well, I don't yeah. think I don't think Miles Straw is a cheater. We can hope not. Hope not. We can hope not. Uh, I had some also rants. I'll just throw at you real quick. Uh, from the from the two to five percent category, I considered talking about Mike Zanino, catcher for the Rays at four percent owned. Thought about talking about Ender and Ciarte, outfielder for the Braves at three percent owned. Uh, and then in the one percent and less category, Tyler I had four other names. <laughs> Dang, dude. Yeah, I considered talking about Mr. Heimer Candelario, uh, corner outfielder for the Tigers. I looked at him. Considered talking about Tyler Matzik, a reliever for the Braves, 1% owned. Considered talking about Mr. Mike Brousseau, uh, Tampa Bay utility knife at 2-3 in outfield, who is 0% owned. And Jake McGee, a Dodgers reliever who is 0% owned. So, uh, again, I, I think like you, this is going to become a part of the show that I very much anticipate talking about weekly. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. That was fun. It was fun. Uh, I've, I've been known to tell Kyle uh, multiple times just kind of in our casual conversation. I think I've talked with Freddie about this too. One of my favorite things to do that we may have to do at maybe a couple weeks in of this segment is we should make a free agent team to compete against us. Oh, that would be fine. Yeah. Yeah, just like if, we, if you and I had to together draft a 17th real shit team from free agents, who would we pick? We can do that. Um, but if that team actually ends up beating my team, then just shoot me now. That's fair. I think okay. that could be arranged. I think that could be arranged. Cool. cool. But uh, that's all. That's all we've got for you. Um, for this week, we uh, we definitely hit the matchup breakdowns. We hit the best of the rest. We talked our uh, team transactions. Uh, we're not going to do some. We're not going to go to the farm this week. We instead decided to go up to best of the rest rather than go down to the kids on the farm. Uh, so all good though. Next week, there's bound to be some more stuff. Uh, Tyler, have you got any other uh, interesting tidbits you want to throw out there to the fine folks at home? Uh, I don't, I don't have any late breaking news like we had with the Marlins last week. That was, (laughs) that was pretty awesome. That was Um, awesome. I've never been able to look at a, um, transaction sheet so long before. Wow. Yeah, that was nuts. Wasn't it? It was. It's crazy. And look at the Marlins now. Yeah, look at them. They're yeah, they kind of popped off, didn't they? Yeah, they did. It's fun to watch, man. It really is. It is. Uh, just scrolling real quick through some uh, through some different stuff. Apparently, MLB is considering a bubble playoff format. Uh, which you know, hey, whatever. Let's just let's just have baseball. Damn it. Uh, yeah. Jose Quintana. Good news for Kyle is going to be throwing a three inning sim game on Tuesday. Maybe nothing. Dynamite will happen. Uh, CJ Edwards to the injured list today. Uh oh. Didn't see that. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Charlie Morton to the IL for the Rays. Uh, let's see. Nukes option we have already discussed. Uh, Clevenger we discussed. We didn't discuss Marcus Stroman opting out today. Uh, apparently, he's at 100% with his uh, with his injury, but has opted out the rest of the season. Yeah, now that's interesting because I saw where um, he accumulated enough service time to be a free agent next season. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna leave the Mets. So, yeah. Hey, great job, Marcus. I anticipate being a fan of yours again. 
it just really sucks. <laughs> it really sucks for the Mets. I, I know you don't like them, but it just really sucks for them. Think about yeah, it. Uh, they got they got like eleven starts of Mike, Marcus Stroman for two really highly touted pitching prospects and Anthony Kay and Simeon Woods Richards Richardson. For for the here and now, Tyler. For the here and now, let's say that Simeon Woods Richardson is a farmhand the rest of his career and is a promising farmhand but never touches the majors. And Anthony Kay is a fine reliever. Again, doesn't break into the starting rotation. I think it's an even keel right now. Obviously, once we get into the future and the things that could happen with with uh, Anthony Kay and Simeon Woods Richardson, I think we'll certainly look at this a little more lopsided. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, you know, all things considered, Stroman – if this was any other year, would have had more than a half season to pitch. Yeah. I guess a couple, at least a couple of weeks. He'd be in the you know thick of the playoff run now. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe that's just me being a uh, an anti Mets fan at all costs. So I guess I'm pro Mets in that regard because I think that they got a decent deal. But I hope that Kay and Woods Richardson embarrass them because it would be a great day for me any day the Mets are embarrassed. <laughs> oh man. Crazy, Anyhow, bro. Crazy. I know. I know. Anyhow, I guess that's all we got for you then. Tyler, tell these fine folks where they can find you out on the interwebs in between episodes. Um, you can find me right here because this is where I belong on this podcast. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Likewise, you can find me here on the podcast. You can hit me up. Uh, if you got my number, then good. If you don't, then TBSS. You probably don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. Uh, hope you're enjoying the podcast, though. Hope you're enjoying this weekly show. Tyler, I'm enjoying it. I am. And, you know, uh, I wanted to say that, you know, if anybody in the league or anybody else that's listening to this is not in the league has any feedback or something you want to hear, oh, let us know. Hit yes. us up. I just noticed whenever I was uh, processing that last, that last bit of audio, um, if you have the Anchor app, guys, you can leave us voice messages that we can play on the show and then reply to. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so if you guys see us on the Anchor page, uh, if you have the Anchor app or if you visit the Anchor website, which uh, has you know the real shit uh, podcast on it, you can leave us a voice message, and then we can play it on the air and we can reply to it. If you have a question you want us to tackle or a free agent or a trade or a, a trade in another league or whatever you'd like, uh, or just want to say something nice or something mean. I just we'd love to hear you. We'd love to get you involved. Get your titties in the mix, boys. That's what we'd love to have. So. Anyway, yep. Tyler, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. It has, man. Until next week. Yeah, until next week. Oh, it's also been real shit. I guess I should have said that. Always real shit. That's always real shit. Well, for Tyler, it is your boy Drew, and we are going to say good night, so long, and good night, so long, and good night. Peace.